Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Um, welcome along to our Friday morning episode, which is generally a look ahead to the weekend's football action. That's kind of how we frame it. But it usually descends into just us talking shit and reading no, stuff. No, this is really, this is serious football podcasting. We're brushing ourselves up. Yeah. Comments about it being too sweary, too random. Well, Too much wanking. Too much wanking onto iPods. <laughs> Telling that story at West Ham on Monday night, actually. Well, well. Um, someone said, I was, I was chatting to a fellow and telling him about this wanking onto an iPod thing. Yeah. And he didn't buy it, the whole two princes thing. But he did, to, his only response was unflinchingly, didn't laugh or anything, he just went, I don't know that song. How's it go? Oh, and power play. I, yeah, he power played me because I had to sing it to him on a tube train. You didn't have to. He sort of indicated that I did have to. did have to. Have to. Right. So I sang to Prince a little bit. Then he said, um, my missus is going away uh, for a couple of weeks. His girlfriend, he's not married, his girlfriend. Right. And I went, all right, okay, what are you going to do? And then I just went, just for a laugh, he said, you're going to wank onto an iPod? And he went, no, I thought I might wank onto a human. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. And I said, right, okay, uh... I suppose that's the best thing that you can wank onto. Yeah. And he went, trust me, I've been all around the world and wanked on all sorts. Wanked on cements once. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say to you, is this a conversation you should be recounting on a podcast? Uh, it's no one It's no one who anyone would know. You or keep who saying I've... that and then they keep getting in touch with you and asking you no. not to talk about them again. Well, for a start, I haven't named them. And for second, the reason I'm bringing up is it's someone who has not been mentioned on a podcast before and probably won't be. Either, and you're it's not just naming like, any names or it's a, No, it's a passing acquaintance. Okay, it's right. not It's not one of the regular featured characters. We'll, we'll let that through the gate then. Yeah. I wanked on some ants once. Wanked on some ants once. I didn't even follow up with another question. No, I you can't, know. can you? No. Just get off the tube. It doesn't even matter if it's where you live, just get off. I I chose to think that he hadn't done it on purpose. Like, what is cement? I'm going to wank on him. I think it was... Give me the fucking arm. Look at them. Sexy bastards. Wiggling their asses. Unusual levels of strength carrying crumbs around in that to their colony. Which one's the queen, I wonder? Oh, they're all going to get it. They're asking for it. Fucking hell. Sexy Ants magazine. Yeah, that's one we could should launch. I wasn't expecting this episode to go down this road quite so quickly. No, and I was just trying to get into the fact that we were now a serious broadcasting outlet, an organ, if you will. And we are standing on the precipice of another fantastic weekend (laughs) of Premier League football. This is it! So much to look ahead to. (laughs) 
So many talking points. Let's look through the fixtures and speculate as to what refereeing decisions might be of passing interest. I heard another recent um, cliche we can add to the bank. What? Unfiltered opinions. Oh, unfiltered opinions, (laughs) yeah. If you want your opinions filtered... Fuck off elsewhere. Because they They come through with all the toxins and yeah. you know piss and shit and all yeah. of that in as part of the deal. Like that goldfish ball you used to have when you were a kid before you could buy pumps for your goldfish tank. <laughs> Unfiltered. Totally fucking grimy. Full there's shit growing shit. in. Our opinions are so unfiltered. There's mold growing on them. Moss. Yeah. And all sorts. Mossy opinions with Sam Delaney and Andy Dawson. <laughs> right. What's your first mossy opinion for the weekend ahead? Who has Sunderland got, mate? I never ask you about football. Well, it's League One, isn't it? Who yeah. gives a fuck? Well, we're away at Oxford. Way at Oxford. We're Not away a bad little away day, that. Uh, you, you know, if you could, because you're down, if you were, you're down here tomorrow, you could extend your stay. Yeah. You could, Oxford's a lovely day out. Mm. You can go and wander around all those lovely colleges, because you can wander in and out, you know. Can you? And meet them, meet the, the posh What's students. What's the thing called? Is it the Cleves? There's you're quads. Wandering out? Quads. There's quads. You can walk into a quad. You could just fucking hang around, go up, talk to people. I gave a best man speech once at Cambridge University in one of the dining halls. Fucking hell. One of my mates was married there. Why and, did he uh, get married there? Because uh, his wife had gone to Cambridge University. Right, so they hired I, it out. I, it's available I, for I hire. I reduced the crowd to tears of laughter. And did joy. you? Very much so. Were you telling embarrassing stories about him or were you, were you just mainly, doing comedy stylings? Yeah, it was mainly about me. Right. It was mainly, <laughs> it was mainly an, an audition for. I assumed there'd be some, you know, BBC comedy no, executives there. It'd be Cambridge. Well, it was so. Cambridge. I think that you thought you were going to walk away with an honorary degree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Shankly sitting by you the side. You go sit down. Hello, Mr. Dawson. A pleasure to meet you. My name is Professor... Such and such. Professor such and such. And I am the Dean of Cambridge University. I was blown away by the comedic stylings of your best man's speech. Here, please take this rolled up scroll, which is an honorary master's degree from... You can produce this anywhere in the world and get a free beer and bag of crisps. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you can also call yourself a fucking professor and no one can stop you. And if they try, send them to me. And it's even been laminated in case you want to take it home and wank all over uh, it. Which a lot of our graduates do. Not <laughs> least, <laughs> not least Mr. Stephen Fry. <laughs> <laughs> and may I say to you one last thing. You are much better than Stephen Pry, who was previously easily our funniest graduate. But you make him look about as funny as fucking Larry Grayson. <laughs> yeah, that's what I hope, but that's that not... That is what the Dean of Cambridge University yeah. said to you. Yeah, that's what happened. And uh, I still got Must the, have been I, some speech, still mate. I've got the certificate in my bag now. My mate got up at his speech. Did you use this line? He got up... He, my mate is from a common family and oh, he yeah. married a like woman us. from a posh family yeah. and she was quite worried. Like just good friends. Yeah, it was cold. very, it's Paul very, after I've made that point to him before actually. Yeah. I've said Jan you're like Francis. just good friends. Oh, John Francis. Oh, Francis. Oh. They're a lovely couple actually across the class divide and, but he's very funny and she was worried about the, about the class divide at the wedding because right. the families yeah. hadn't met much and my mate was like, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. We we know it's both us. We're not animals. My lot will basically be out fighting in the car park. Yeah, you won't see much of them. They'll either be in the box doing chisel. (laughs) Well, that's where my mum will be. Or they'll be out in the car park having a row. Right? 
So we're gonna put some cockfighting on for them. <laughs> That's what my family like at weddings. They like to see some cocks. It's a tradition. <laughs> anyway, um, he got up and Did she not was try like, poverty shame us. She was really nervous about what he was going to say, and he'd promised her he'd make a perfectly civilized speech about her. He gets up and he goes. <laughs> oh God! He gets up and the family are all there, and one of her, her uncles has got a CBE or something. He gets Fucking up, he up. goes. I haven't made many. I won't lie. I haven't made many speeches before in public in my life, um, and so I was rather nervous. I have been rather nervous in the build-up, and so I did prepare a couple of short lines. I've just snorted them in the bogs, and I feel right as fucking rain now. <laughs> <laughs> Wordplay. There's the level which set. He, he thought it would go down well with them because it sounds like a wordplay, like you get on a Radio Four yeah, comedy yeah, program. Yeah, yeah, used to, yeah. Like, like, who's the cunt? Just, just Is that what it's called? Yeah. Hello, I'm Tarquin Cuntface, <laughs> and welcome to Who's the Cunt. This week we've got our regular panel of three highly <laughs> renowned cunts. <laughs> From <laughs> Oxbridge, who have basically coasted their fucking way through their entire lives and careers solely because of the people they know, went to school with, and went to university with. Uh, Alan Kant, do you have anything ultimately unamusing to say that you'll dress up as as witty banter? <laughs> Very good. Two pots. <laughs> Tish pish. That's so Seriously so. though, if you are listening Radio 4, me and Andy can easily put on better accents than this yeah, and, and go ad- on any of your fucking shows. We can quite happily adapt this podcast into this a Radio be, 4 comedy This could easily show. be a comedy programme on Radio 4. We'll just take out the swearing, put on nice voices and... Probably we'll, half six or eleven o'clock, not, yeah, not the morning. My one. mother-in-law would love it. <laughs> and we'll turn out wearing, of course... Rented dinner suits to record yep. at the BBC. Because that's what they still do in the radio, isn't it? Yeah. Um, where were we? Oh, yeah, the weekend we? ahead. Yeah. O- Oxford. Oxford, yeah. yeah. yeah so I'm not you, go you Oxford. can go, but you could, but you're I could. not. If uh, I was to go on a way match without my son, he would lay a series of traps in the house that would, that would lead to my demise. <laughs> like in Home Alone. Just like in but Home the Alone. Sunderland version yeah. of Home yeah. Alone. Here, uh, what do you Who make of this? Doing? This is something that people might give me shit about on Uh-oh. Twitter. I don't know. We'll get an opinion. Um, West Ham are away mm-hmm. this weekend to Palace. Right. I haven't got to. I don't go to many away games anymore because it's fucking hard to get tickets for away games unless you've got the points. You know, yeah. you get caught up in a... You can't get the points you, unless you've got the away exactly, games. Exactly. You get caught up in a fucking catch 22. So I'm not going to that. Um, but my son's mate from school mm. is a Fulham fan. His dad used to work for Manchester United right? and he's got us tickets. I don't know if he's got us special tickets through his connections or what, mm-hmm. but they just invited us. They said, look, we're going to Fulham, West Ham. I live not far from Fulham. And he's gone, we're going to Fulham Man U on yeah. the Saturday. We've got four tickets. Would you like to come? Okay. So I said, yeah. Is it in a kind of executive area? Well, or I just... don't know. I'm hoping yes. Yeah. With the I'm hoping yes. I think it would be. Yeah, but I don't know if he's used the connections or whether he's just bought tickets because yeah. the son is a Fulham fan. All the right. dad's a Man U fan. Okay. And I've made it clear. I've said we would love to come. Um, we are West Ham fans. We've got season tickets to West Ham. Yeah. 
I should Sorry. inform you we are West Hamlet. Uh, you we, ought to know. Our behaviour may West be intolerable at times. Our, our behaviour will not be that of the of the common Fulham fan. It will be ghastly. Craven Cottage regulars <laughs> my, my, may be surprised by what they've <laughs> seen here. By the conduct of, of not only myself, but also my seven-year-old son, who has only ever witnessed West Ham supporters at play, if you will. <laughs> He's been conditioned true. at a young age. It's fucking true. He might... I don't know. We'll What's the thing he does? The, the spin he does the spin and swear, and he's also yeah. he started to at the away fans do the you know you're all mouth thing. Yeah. I don't know if he knows what it means. Yeah, but he's seen me and everyone Sam, else around Sam, him Sam do it. Sam is using his hands in a similar style to a emu. Crocodile. Yeah, as emu Rod or Hull would use it. And you give it like that. Yeah, you're all that. that. Fans. How far away from the away fans is he when he does that? Far enough for them not to get at us. Can and that, see that was one of the key things. Can, can they see him doing it? They can just about see, yeah. But it's one of the key things I taught him. From an early age, I told him, this is the Delaney way. Mm. Give it large only if you're certain there's no way they can actually yeah. physically get at you. Definitely. If you are anywhere close to them being able to do you damage, don't give it large at all. Keep your head down. Yeah. But if you're at a safe distance, give it massive portions. Mm. That's the Delaney way. And that's the way I've taught that's your him. That's credo. Yeah. Because um, Fulham's got that that strange neutrals section, hasn't it? Where anyone can turn. Yeah. Up and so we it. could be. I don't know where we're going to go, but I'm actually <laughs> looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you have an opinion on whether or not that is traitorous behaviour no, to I'm go to asked, another club. Weirdly, one of the matches we're going to predict in a bit is Spurs versus Leicester, mm. and me and my boy went to that fixture last year we oh, had wow. a weekend in London and we went to Wembley and watched Spurs versus Leicester it was the last game of the season yeah and it something was five, to do four to Spurs oh, it was fucking, fucking brilliant. Great. All it right. was like watching a FIFA match so you're alright no, good. fine with yeah, it because it's something to do isn't it because yeah. if not like when West Ham are away sometimes I'm really bored yeah on a Saturday so it's something to do it's day out of course and I'm, it's, it's, a football co- match, it's quite near it? to my ground and, you, and Man United I'll, yeah. pro- I'll probably secretly be supporting Man United inside my head. Oh, you're one of them, are you? Well, because I, of, of Solskjaer. And I all don't. That. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, but yeah, I sort of quite. I've never had a soft spot as such for United, but I yeah, I do like Solskjaer, and I like the way that they've suddenly just started winning every game. I sort yeah. of feel that's quite exciting. I probably won't fucking really I, be backing anyone. I'll tell you what the secret. I'll be supporting football, Andy. The secret I've worked out the secret of Manchester United's revival is Mike Phelan and yeah. Mike Phelan's demeanour. I was watching him, he was on the touchline last week and when they were playing, and he's kind of got this little bit swagger about him as feeling, which is kind of saying, yeah, we're all back now, the old gang's back and we've got this fucking thing under control. Don't worry, everyone, everything's fine. And it's, it's you know, Solskjaer's just fucking laughing all the time like he's on fucking gas or something. Yeah. But Phelan's <laughs> got this bit of a swagger about him. Did you see the picture of Mike Phelan at the PSG match last no. Saturday night? What said, scouting was he? Yeah, and he had this big fucking hat. You know that hat Gregory Porter wears? <laughs> no. The singer oh, with yeah, the big yeah, ear yeah, flaps yeah. on it. It's kind of a bit <laughs> yeah, like that, but yeah. grey. Wow. And, um, fucking hell, he's yeah. getting a bit above himself. So, so Mike Phelan, I think, is the key to this. Phelan's well, I think gone. it was smart what they did because they've got Solskjaer as a club sort of legend. Yeah. And Ferguson's running co- it. Coach, yeah, exactly. Coaching experience and, you know, obviously very good personality for the role. But then Phelan is the one who, for many years, was. I think, you know, because obviously Ferguson had a lot of different assistants, but Phelan is the one who probably, you could say, played the biggest role because he was the one in Ferguson's latter years when he was winding down more there's, and more. There's the hat. Fucking hell. He's gone hipster. Oh, look, and look, uh, baby faced assassin next to him's got yeah. a funny hat on and he looks t- really scared of something. Yeah. 
Maybe it might have been like He's a like, seven-year-old away from. I've seen him now. I've seen the monster. Oh, well, no, don't worry. It won't the monster. It's probably the seven-year-old son of an away fan. Mm. But, yeah, F- feeling is the key, I think, to Manchester United's revival. And Ferguson, obviously, who well, was running things. Well, I'll be out there at the cottage, hopefully having a prawn sandwich if I'm lucky. But yeah. if it just turns out to be normal budget seats, fuck it. I don't I think, care I either. I think the minimum they do at the catering there is probably a prawn sandwich. Yeah, You'll probably is. Right. That's just if you're in the cheap seats up at So we'll move on to the predictions then while Let's we're do doing it. that. Because the first one I've got listed here is Fulham versus Manchester United. Mm. So, you know, not only are you going, I want you to lay down a prediction first as well. I'm going to go for a simple Fulham nil, Manchester United 2. Manchester United 2 should I make the noise again oh god no I'm not going to make the noise I'm not going to make the noise well it did work for you last week it did but I feel as though internally I'll make the noise okay Uh, um, 3-0 United no 3-1 oh you think Fulham are going to nab a goal fair enough something in my head there said 3-1 first time I've heard you do that Suddenly change your mind midway through. Next one, Watford versus Everton. All right, you go first. Um, Marco Silva, the fraud, returns to the club mm. that he fucking binned off basically a year ago. Uh, and I think this will be a comfortable 2-0 win for Watford. Someone's just tweeted us about Marco Silva. Yeah. In to provide you with evidence, because they know this is a, an obsession of yours. Is this the list where it shows that they've only got 11 points out of the last 39? Uh, it says this. At this stage of the season, only two teams have had a worse record from set pieces in Premier League history Oof. than Marco Silva's Everton. Those two teams were Marco Silva's <gasps> Hull and Marco Silva's Watford. No way. Well, according, I mean, that, there's nothing to back that up. It's, but it someone's gone sounds, to the trouble of turning legit. it into a meme. They've gone on Photoshop and actually designed it with three <laughs> pictures of Marco Silva. So I've got to assume it's true. It sounds legit to me. Yeah. So I say 2 0 Watford for that one. Watford Everton. At mm-hmm. Watford. At Watford. Mm. Could be the kind of one where the cunt turns it around, though. Do you know what I mean? No, Watford, it's not that easy. I reckon 2 1 Watford. 2 1 Watford. Okay. Next up, Huddersfield versus Arsenal. Huddersfield have got a new manager in and he appears to have had no discernible impact. Of course he hasn't. Whatsoever, unfortunately. Uh, Who's the bald bald fellow who plays for Huddersfield? Aaron Moy? Yeah, Moy. He's the only good player. Yeah. West Ham should buy him. Might get a chance it's, to a, in the it's, summer. it's a good idea to look at the team that are going down and identify the only good player pick. they've got. Yeah, Cherry pick their assets well, it's before slim they go pickings. Down. I mean, Cardiff. I don't think have got anyone. Can't think of any. No, uh, Fulham have got ones who were very good when they were in the championship, but haven't really performed What's since they came Sessignon? out. Ryan Sessignon looked like a fucking world beater, he didn't looks like he? A West Ham player. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, they'll buy him and he'll go to shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'll be happy though. I'll be happy if we did buy him and he went Six to shit. Um, so, yeah, there's not many players available. I would say that this game, who is it again? Huddersfield, Huddersfield Arsenal. Arsenal. Huddersfield 0, Arsenal 2. Arsenal 2. Uh, I am going to replicate that prediction. Right. Sorry about that, but that's what I think. It's a good week. A lot of it, Arsenal fans want their manager sacked as well, don't they? They want Emery out. Oh, for because, fuck's sake. Because he's been there for six months and they're not... And they're not yet the champions. They, I don't know what they wanted, what they expected, but there you go. It's absolutely ridiculous. Why aren't we the champions of England yet? There's a good piece on Football 365 today about um, 
social media and, mm. and fans becoming hysterical babies constantly. Yeah. Every time something doesn't quite go their way. That's fucking true as well. It's true. It's true of all clubs. I mean, yeah. Arsenal are quite well famed for it, but, you know, there are, there's a section of West Ham fans who are like, you know, we won four in a row just before Christmas and everyone's straight away, oh, we're going to fucking get in the Champions League. And then you lose a few bad performances and people are not just shit, oh, it's been a bad few weeks. He's like, we're fucking shit, it's pathetic. I'm livid. This club is fucking terrible. Sullivan out, gold out, Pellegrini out. Get rid of the tree, man. Yeah. Chop, Chop the down. tree down. Chop him up for firewood. <laughs> yeah. And you've got and you've got fans like having boycotts and marching outside the stadium or dressed in tree costumes yeah. and fucking fighting each other. And uh, One of us is going to dress as a tree and the other one's going to dress as a lumberjack. And the lumberjack's <laughs> going to come with an axe and chop the tree man down. And we'll put the pictures of it on Instagram and that'll fucking show the board. Yeah. Then they'll have to do something. It's just fucking mad. It's not all, all of the fans. I think mo- there's usually a silent majority in yeah, most clubs. In every who, aspect who are just, of life, really. Who are just fucking reasonable and think, you know, look at the bigger picture. With West Ham, just as an example, it's like... Yeah, you're a team who are going to finish mid-table. Teams who finish mid-table are teams who lack consistency and have little runs of good games and then some runs of bad games. And th- and then that's why you finish mid-table. It's fine. Yeah. That's just life. I think as well, the higher up the league you get, the more cult-like the supporter base is. When mm. you get to the top and you've got Liverpool, Man United, City, yeah. you know, possibly Everton, Arsenal, Spurs, fans... Develop cult like tendencies and they start fucking losing their minds. What, like the Corbynistas? Yeah, a little bit like and the they sort, And they sort of David think. Koresh and his lot. Yeah. yeah it, like and that. they sort of think that, that, you know, this is what's right and it's very yeah. binary. There's yeah. right and there's wrong. Yeah. And this that's is it. not football. This is life. This is more than life. Oh, you're sounding like a scouser now, yeah, mate. Yeah, but yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't get that from like Watford fans. I don't think. No, most of us are just sort of like a bit more Happy like kind of like, this and that. Yeah. This and that. That's the reality. But that's why Pablo Canuga had it right all, all along. This and that, yeah. That, this and that is the explanation of life. It's the explanation of football. It's this and that. It's like if you have an argument with your missus, things aren't going well with you in a relationship, for instance. Don't jump to a conclusion that there's a problem in a relationship. Just remember, this and that. This and that. This and that. It'll some pass. of the good, some of the bad. Yeah, it'll pass. Yeah. Bit of salt, bit of pepper. Life is like a river, Andy. The water flows through it. Um, life is life. Da, What's da, around da, the da, river da, band? Life is life. Da, 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 da. Life is life. You remember that song? I don't know, opus. but it no. sounds lovely. Who's it by? Opus, German fellas. Nah. I was singing What's Around the River Bend, which is a song from Pocahontas, which, of course, is where we got the idea for the tree man from. Yeah. Lots of very moving life lessons and philosophical musings throughout Pocahontas. Does this entire podcast come, you know, is it it from Pocahontas? Does everything come back to Pocahontas? uh, If you look carefully, there's a lot of fan analysis sites that review each podcast. Yeah. There's one that's, there's a YouTube channel that's got over 4 million subscribers where two guys in Seattle, Mm -hmm. America, simply review in huge detail. They do a deep dive into each episode of Top Flight Time Machine as it's published. And uh, they're kind of two hipster guys. Yeah. They do it cycling on penny farthings around their local park. That's like the gimmick of it. 
and they've you know, come GoPro up with cameras on their heads yeah, and they, stuff like that. They've come up with a fan theory that everything on Top Flight Time Machine comes back mm. to Pocahontas. Right. Have you heard that theory that you actually died in 1968? Yes. And you've been replaced on this podcast by a lookalike? Yes. Yeah. I've heard that. And Anything to say about that? I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure <laughs> whether it's true know? or not. It's No, it's convincing. <laughs> At first I thought, that's ridiculous. I know yeah, I haven't died. I'd remember. you started to become convinced I thought, by it. I'd remember if I died, mate. Yeah. Come on. I'm, I'm not an, I might be an idiot, but I'm not a cunt, right? Yeah. But then I, the more I read into it, I thought, this sounds like it could be legit. <laughs> Am I dead? I might be dead. Am I someone else? I might be dead and I might be, the real me might be dead and I might be the wrong me being played by an actor. I, d- yeah. I just don't know. I know the answer. I'm not seeing. Why is it that in all of our publicity photos, you're wearing shoes and socks, but I'm not? Mm, exactly. Code. Think on. Mm. Jalapeno. If you like Top Flight Time Machine then why the fuck haven't you been on Patreon and signed up as a member of the Iron Filing Society, which is our new exclusive club where we put out exclusive episodes of this show each week that you won't get for free. You've got to subscribe to it. It costs three quid. We've done a load of new Roy Keane episodes. Three quid plus VAT. Yeah. Yeah, you'll get the new Keane Odyssey series exclusively once a week. Nine months before the skin flints get it. Mm. Um, and you'll also get your Keegan Odyssey episodes one week in advance of everybody else. Fucking what's not to love about There's that? There's going to be badges and live events, which you're going to get advantageous access to. We stop promising to. the badges. We just say maybe there'll be badges. I sent you some fucking examples know, of badges this week. I know, badges because you said that there's going to be badges. It. Pay you three quid, you will increase your chance the of getting a badge. Badges are going to be so fucking problematic. <laughs> Listen... Roy Keane's first book is sensational because it's got all the stuff about Brian Cluffin and Eric Cantona and his youth in in, uh, Ireland. And um, also there'll be things from the first one like Yaffle coming back and Pablo Canugo. It basically means Sam wanted to raise enough money to start a demolition business. So it's down to you. So go to patreon.com slash machine and sign up now. Now! Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Jalapeño. Liverpool versus Bournemouth at the weekend. Well, Liverpool looking shaky, looked poor against West Ham on Monday. Klopp's starting to lose his mind slightly, do you think? Yeah, yeah. Oh, thought, Klopp was extremely thought. ungracious in defeat, <laughs> and I felt that there was a. Re- I mean, he was mad. Do you know what was the maddest thing he said? It oh yeah, it, it, wasn't, it, was it wasn't. It wasn't. I keep like thinking defeat. we won, but the 
it was embarrassing actually because West Ham fans, we everyone really celebrated when we when the final whistle went, which I oh, thought really? was yeah, it's a bit embarrassing. Real small time mentality that, isn't it? But anyway, he was absolutely outrageous. The worst thing he did was he actually Klopp actually tried to claim that them scoring an blatantly offside goal in the first half yeah. provided us with an advantage. That is what he actually said. Because he said it was an advantage, a little bit of an advantage for West Ham because the referee was told at half-time ah, that, that he, he had up. made a fuck-up and therefore yeah. he was trying to balance things <clears throat> out in the second half. Right. So it was to our advantage that they'd scored. You silly cunt. If you hadn't scored the fucking goal, we'd have won it 1-0. Is that is that why the flag didn't go up then for Origi being through on goal? And yeah, yeah exactly. So why the did they give you another fucking decision <laughs> that was even worse? Um, you know, I don't know. I've not seen... I'm not that au fait with Klopp when he was manager of Dortmund and they won the league. But I'm not sure he's got the kind of mental yeah, he's, fortitude required. He's to... showing worryingly Keegan-ish yeah. signs, yeah. I would say. So what do you reckon, Liverpool versus Bournemouth? Ah, shall I go first? This yeah, time? go on. Um, I think they'll get back on winning ways. I mm. think it'll be 3-1. I'm going to go 1-0. One 1-0. Nil. One nil. Going to nick one. And just we haven't heard much from that cunt recently, no, have we? He's, uh... I messaged him in the week on right. our WhatsApp group. Yeah. He replied. And I saw two blue ticks come up. So he's obviously looking at his yeah. phone. No response, though. Power player. So when you see the two blue ticks, but there's no response, you think, what the fuck are you trying to do? And I know what he's up to. Yeah. He's got WhatsApp open. He's got his metal cock in his hand. Yeah. And he's sending dick pics to his robot birds. Yeah. Right. And he's waiting for them to respond. And he's just keeping it on a semi <laughs> while he waits for them to respond. It's just keeping it ticking over. And and because he's convinced they're going to, because his yeah. iron filings is out of control. So he's yeah. on those two. And he's like looking at his phone. And he's waiting, and, and then once in a while the phone vibrates and he's saying, he thinks, here it is. It's, here it's, she it. comes. Yeah, she's sent me a bikini. What's that? It's the door. Is the missus back from shopping early? No, it's okay. It's the postman. Good. I'll carry on. Oh, message. Oh, message. Fuck. It's, it's the fucking, fucking delay. delay. <laughs> what the fuck does that human cunt want? How can I switch off notifications from that group but keep all my bitches on? <laughs> fucking hell. The wife will be home soon. Uh, next week, you'll listen to this podcast. They'll be going, where can I get myself some metal ants? <laughs> I need to wank on some ants. <laughs> it sounds amazing. Mechanical ants. It sounds so exhilarating. The power one would feel to ejaculate over the tiny creatures. It sounds so random and so wrong. <laughs> I am compelled to do it now. <laughs> I may even tie a belt around my metal throat while I do it. <laughs> I will asphyxiate my circuits. <laughs> I am going to do a robot Hutchins. <laughs> I need you tonight. <laughs> robot um, Hutchins. <laughs> You know what he's done, don't you? He's done a robot actions. <laughs> Cunt strangled himself with a belt. Bit stupid for a fucking robot. I have short-circuited myself with a mechanoid strangle wank. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Reboot! 
Reboot! Results bot, you better fucking get on track or you're going to forfeit the league. We're going to have to boot you out of it or you'll drop dead. And then it'll be less exciting. Don't get cocky because you're only four points ahead of them. But, you know, the final match we're looking at is Spurs versus Leicester. Spurs versus Leicester will be... On the telly. In my opinion, that will be 2-1 to Spurs. 2-1 to Spurs. I'm tempted to go 5-4 again after last year. (laughs) Yeah, um, go for it. (laughs) Um, I might as well, because I'm only going to get one point if Spurs win. And they're not going to come up with whatever I predict. Oh, Spurs-Leicester... Uh, 2-0 yeah and that is the prediction league dealt with Red Hot Content um, there's one uh, category I want to introduce yeah get people to contribute teenage shoplifting yeah I had this thought earlier on when we were teenagers everybody did a bit of nicking didn't we yeah everyone's nicked something at least once oh yeah uh, so get in touch with us Machine at gmail.com or on the Twitter at TF Time Machine. Tell us what you nicked. Tell us the background to it if you want, if you got caught. Nicking confession. Nicking confessions and what we'll do is we'll construct a virtual Aladdin's cave of futile stolen goods. What's yours? Mine was, it was when I had a paper round. Yeah. And it was a seven-inch single that was sellotaped onto the front of Sounds music right. newspaper. And it was the third of three. And I'd bought the previous two, but I was skint and I couldn't afford so to So you were the delivering the sounds some other port. Well, cunt. I wasn't delivering it. No, it was what it was. My pile of newspapers I had to deliver was on the floor, mm. like in, and in front of the shelf where sounds was. Mm. And what I had to do was get my paper around bag and put the pile of papers in, sort them out, basically, put them in order. Yeah. And then put them in the bag. And while I was doing that, I was carefully peeling the record off the front of sounds oh. and it just Slight of hand. accidentally slipped into my bag with the newspapers. That doesn't seem too bad because it was a free giveaway. Yeah, and well, I'm that was pretty my thing and sure, it was free anyway, so... I'm pretty sure there was a thing where on the... I think there were part of the rules of those promotions was that if your magazine arrived without it, you could write to yeah. the address and they would send you one. Probably. I think that was part of the rules. Um, I've shoplifted only twice. Right. And once was when I was very young and the shop that we went to at the end of the street, that like the grocery shop <clears throat> that me and my mum would always, when we got off the bus on the way home from school, the shop was there. So we'd go, my mum would pop in and get the groceries before we'd head home. And as a result, we got to know the couple who ran it, little family, like Asian family who ran it. And we were sort of mates with them. They'd be really nice to me. Occasionally yeah. give me a lolly or something like that. Yeah. My mum would chat, gossip with the mum, you know. Yeah. And they were perfectly nice. And then one one time we turned up and they said, oh, we're very excited. I'm, I'm straining not to do the, an impression of them because it would come across as racist. Right, don't then. But anyway, they said, like I say, they were mates. They were family friends. And they said, oh, we're really good. We've got a, we really, look at this. We've got one of these new fangled security systems set up. And my mum goes, oh, that's good. It's like the 80s, so presumably they weren't just standard everywhere. Like now we live in the Big Brother state. Yeah. And they go, yes, look. And there was a monitor on the counter, the till counter. And uh, the woman, she could look at it and she'd go, yeah, look, I can see every corner and every, and it just cuts. It was like there was a couple of cameras and it just kept cutting between different shots. It was only a small shop. And I was like, that's amazing. And I said, so you can see everywhere in the shop. She goes, I think everywhere. There might be the couple of spots where we can't see. And I said, oh, let's put it to the test. So I start running around the shop. Uh And I'm like, what about here? 
And she goes, yes, I can see you're standing by the biscuits. <coughs> what about here? <laughs> yes, I can see you're standing by the sweets. What about here? Yeah, you're standing by the crisps. What about here? No, I can't see you. As soon as she said, you can't see it. I hadn't planned it out, yeah. but an instinct took over because I suddenly felt so thrilled. I thought, you can't see me. Free stuff. I just thought, fucking free for all. So my hand shot out. Looting. As soon as she said, no, I can't see you, my hand, quick as a flash, shot out and grabbed whatever was in front of me. And it was a box of, Tampons. of beef oxo cubes. And I got the beef oxo cubes and I fucking shoved them really quick in my pocket. You're mine and I, now. And then I just fucking moved on. See me now? She goes, yeah, I can see you now. And I thought, I fucking got away with this. This is brilliant. Anyway, we got, um, it was only about a week later, my mum lost her temper with me, which she would from time to time. And in the middle of her, like, having a fucking, like, rant, she'd rant and rave sometimes. And she'd go, yeah, and I'll tell you another thing. I know you nicked them Oxo cubes from the shop because I found them in your pocket when I was doing the laundry. And I was like, <laughs> Mom, I'm sorry, I'm sorry Mom. Right. Come on, gotta go to hell, Mum. Yeah. And then, so that was the first experience. And then the next experience, I was a lot older. I was probably about 12. And um, me and my mates had got the tube up into uh, the West End of London. My dad, my dad had an office at the time where he worked was in Covent Garden. So we'd gone and like I'd gone into my dad's office with my mates. It was half term, yeah. say hello and whatnot. And then the three of us had gone out and we'd gone into the, there was a toy shop there in the Piazza in Covent Garden. We'd gone for a look around. It was the main reason we'd gone there because I told them about this toy shop that I knew. So. One of my mates, who was a bit of a tearaway, said, yeah, right, I'm, I'm going to nick some stuff. So we fucking, I can't remember what he nicked. And then as a result, my other mate nicked. And then I felt under peer pressure. Yeah. So we'd left the shop by this stage and they start getting their spoils out. And then they hide them somewhere. I can't remember where, but outdoors, like near a bin or something. And they start giving me shit over being a bottler because I was the only one who didn't nick. So in the end, I've succumbed. All right, fine, let's fucking go back. We'll fucking nick it. So they hid their stuff. We went back in and I nicked this, what I call a zombie ball. You know the super bouncy balls? Oh, yeah. You yeah. drop and they bounce super high. Yeah. And they were those, but they had a zombie, they were like zombies' faces. Oh. So it was like a zombie's head. So obviously it was wicked. So you've got a combination of the, the, the fear of the zombie face yeah. and the excitement of, of the, the bounce. high bounce. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh I don't know who to laugh or cry. <laughs> so I'm fucking bounce. So I, what I did was I had a system. It was a ridiculous system. I bounced the ball. I bounced the ball. They didn't mind you playing with the toys in the shop yeah. a little bit. Bounced it once, bounced it twice, looked around, saw no one was looking, bounced it a third time. Fucking only caught it in my coat pocket Ooh. on the way down. Whoops, like that. Get it, go out of the fucking shop. Security guy on the door follows me, <laughs> follows me out, collars me, pulls me back, says, turn out your pockets, right? How did that get there? <laughs> and I literally, he's, he's made my mates turn out their pockets. They're all smug because they're... They've they're, already hidden yeah. their stuff. And then by the time he gets to me... Honestly, Andy, my <laughs> eyes are filled with real tears because I have totally. I'm gonna go to prison. And then oh, hell! Oh, what am I gonna tell my mum? Oh, they made me do it. It was an accident. The ball bounced into my fucking pocket. You shouldn't make balls so bouncy. They're impossible to control. It's your fault. It should make pockets so big. And my hand was shaking. I was like, Oh God! Oh Jesus! He was like, What's this? It's a zombie ball. And he. Where'd you get it from? I went, I don't know. <laughs> in front of my pocket. He went, have you got a receipt? I went, oh. And I put my hand in the other pocket and pulled out like a bus ticket or something and tried to blag that. He went, he went this is a bus ticket, mate. <laughs> you can't. And I was like, oh, 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 o
gonna do? I was fucking like more or less. I wasn't crying, crying, but there was, there was tears just like welling really visibly. And he looked at me. And I think he probably dealt with proper rough kids every day. Half term, yeah. all the kids from all over London coming to his tour. It wasn't Hamley's, it was a little independent one. Um, but he probably had all sorts of fucking kids in there out there every day taking liberties, yeah, nicking stuff. Yeah. And he's taking a look at me, he thought, you pathetic cunt. You've come here, you've nicked a zombie ball, and you have folded immediately yeah, under fucking like questioning. Yeah, Browning. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, it was me, it was all me. And then probably grasped my mates, and them as well, they hit their stuff over by the pins, they did more than me. I, would have, I was probably just moments away from that. So he just said, just give us the ball back, mate. Yeah. Uh, he said, and he, I remember he used, a, he used a sort of a quite street phrase. He was, I remember him vividly, he was a young guy. And he said something like, I, "I'll give you, I'll give you the squeeze this time, or something Ooh. like that," which meant he was giving me a pass. That's like something from a Chicago cop series. Yeah, it was like that. <laughs> I thought it was really cool, and he sort of patted me mately on the back because he was like, "Mate, yeah. you are a fucking joke. You've got a lot of growing up to do." <laughs> the story gets more embarrassing because I get home <clears throat> that afternoon. I go up to my room and I'm feeling riddled with remorse. Yeah, and. Um, my mum came up to my room. I don't know what I was doing there. I wouldn't have been wanking because I was a bit too young. And um, I was like, but I was unusually just keeping myself to myself in my room. I wasn't charging around dressed up as Dick Turpin yeah. like I usually Something would Something wasn't right. She knew something wasn't right because she's thinking he's not acting the cunt. <laughs> Riding around on a broomstick claiming to be Dick Turpin like he usually would be. He must be, be wanking. He, he must have started wanking. <laughs> Mm, still seems a bit young to start that. <laughs> I'll go up. There must be something else. So yeah. she brought me up a cup of tea. And I was sat at my desk, probably drawing something like that. Drawing Dick Turpin, maybe. I don't yeah, know. probably. And I went, and she went, you all right? And I went, yeah. <laughs> and she went, are you sure? You don't seem all right. And I went, oh, oh God, I need the zombie ball. Oh, God. <laughs> He's knob. I know. I fucking grasped myself. I couldn't hold it in. I couldn't hold it in, Andy. Oh, God. I felt so bad. Yeah. And that was it. After the Oxo... So my mum caught me twice. Once, she caught me yeah. because I failed to hide the Oxo cubes. Yeah. The second time, I fucking grasped fucking myself. Hell. And do you know what? She let me off the hook as well. And I'm embarrassed because both people who knew about this both let me off the hook because they deemed me to be a pathetic and thief. if anything, that's enabled you to go on... And commit greater crimes. What? In because later life. Yeah. Not, not like crimes as in nicking. Crimes stuff, of crime. sort of arrogance yeah. and self-indulgence. Yeah. Because I was indulged by those people because yeah. they felt pity for me. Exactly. And if I'd learnt my lesson, perhaps I should have done. A lot of people would say it would have been better if Delaney had done a short stretch in juvie. Yeah. Were you at were, an early age? Were you raised a Catholic? No, but I'm from Catholic. Catholic no, but I think it might be because both <laughs> my parents were, and I think that maybe residual Catholic guilt is inside of me, <laughs> even though I wasn't raised yeah. one. Because they both like my mum was raised by nuns, <laughs> and I think my dad was raised by priests, and like so I think yeah maybe I've absorbed That's it. What it was. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'll fucking need the fucking zombie ball. <laughs> and I remember my mum going, well, where is it? I go, I gave it back. And I could see my mum rolling her eyes a bit, thinking, fuck me. If you're going to fucking nick it, at least keep it. <laughs> I'm ashamed to come upstairs now. <laughs> you fucking lose-lose situation here. Oh, man. So, yeah, send us in your teenage shoplifting stories. Tell us what you nicked, how you nicked it, whether you got away with it, whether you've still got it. And we'll put together oh, a yeah. compendium. Oh, yeah, if you've still got something you nicked when you are a kid, that'd oh, be brilliant. treasure. And we'll, uh, we'll we'll read them out. Uh, that's about it for this episode. Can I throw out one more topic? Do you want to do it now or wait till next week? Is it a quick one? Really quick. Come on. 
Things that you did to act cool when you were a kid to try and make out you're cool and you were. I got this idea. Yeah. I got this idea real quick. I got this idea from on Monday's podcast. Uh, we were doing it remotely and you were in Sunderland and uh, you noticed that I was sitting in a different position at my table to usual and yeah. over my shoulder was the Stevie Wonder album, Songs in the Key of Life. Yeah. Great album, but one that would genuinely be regarded as one of the cooler albums you could have in your collection. Uh-huh. And you quite rightly speculated that I had placed it there on purpose to try and act cool to you. (laughs) And I thought, I can see why I think that, because that of all albums, that's the album that most people would choose if you choose anyone if you were trying to show off, right? So, but just to reiterate again, that wasn't I'd the probably situation. choose Secret Life of Plants to be like extra history. Oh, yeah, to be, yeah. <laughs> choose a shit one that's got no fucking singing in it, yeah. right? But anyway. Oh, yeah, that. Oh, I heard that on your yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. it's on Secure Life. Mm, yeah, it's pretty mainstream. <laughs> it's got a lot of pop tunes on it. Yeah. <laughs> Some of those songs are a bit good. Anyway, I, uh, I. Uh, it got me thinking about other things like that where people stage things to look cool. Yeah. And I've got loads of them that I've both been done by me and have been done by others to me. And I'll just tell you my favourite one quickly is when I was about nine, a new kid started at my school who was Egyptian and his name was Rami El Shabini, Mohammed El Shabini. And he, and I became fast friends with him. I don't know what it was. I liked the fella. (laughs) I I was interested. I I was intrigued. I was like, he was exotic. I'd read a lot of Tintin books. I knew a bit, I knew a thing or two about Egypt, (laughs) right? But I wanted to know more. So I become friends with him in the playground. He invites me round, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it's a Saturday. So my mum drops me round to his place. Yeah. And his mum answers the door. Him and my mum have a bit of a chat. Fine. She goes, go ahead down the hallway. Rami's in his bedroom. He said to just go straight down. I thought, weird. Why didn't he greet me at the door? He's waiting in his bedroom. So I fucking walk into his room. It's all been tidied. His toys are all on show. I think there's something too perfect here. Rami is lying on his front, right? On the bed, God. reading a comic like yeah. the Beano, yeah. and on the stereo is the heat is on, the heat is on, right? Time to perfection to hit that bit when I walk in. As I do it, yeah. his little brother, Basil, who's like about, I don't know, seven, charges in and just fucking whacks the stereo, presses stop, and Rami flips and blurts out involuntarily. Basil, you idiot, I had that all lined up for when he got it. Oh, <laughs> God, no. Yes. Oh. Yes. And then as soon as he said it, you could see him trying to wrestle the words back like, into his oh, mouth. Man. Because he he didn't fucking, re- he said it, and he thought, why did I fucking say it? Why did I fess up? I mean, I fucking knew. It was all too perfect. So did you just leave then and never speak to him again? I was just like, mate, I thought Maybe we could be mates, that. but we can't. This you is so awkward. The heat is Is it? It is a good cool song to play, though. If you it wanted is, to yes. be cool, one you'd one probably play that, wouldn't you? Time, yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. Yes, yeah, so send us them in as well. Yeah. <laughs> Ever-increasing list of stories. That's good. It, because we, we haven't had time to read any out in this episode. Yeah, but we put new ones out. We, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get away, perhaps, from just straightforward wanking stories, yeah. which, although some of them have amused us... Wanking on ants. Uh, there's enough now, and you're never going to beat a man who wanked on some ants. <laughs> Let's just move on. <laughs> Can we have some news without news before we go? Yeah. Very quickly... Uh, oh, God. Tourist masturbated in police car oh, before no. dying and being brought back to life. Seven. Oh. Colorado runner kills mountain lion with bare hands in self-defence. Seen this one. Ten. Yeah, Billy Bullshit as well, isn't it? Yeah. And finally, man stripped naked, bit his own dog, then bit an FBI agent on neck. 
10. Thank you very much, Sam Delaney. This has been Top Flight Time Machine. We will be back on Monday, is it? Something like that. Yeah. Bye-bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.